I wrote down all my yes. jokes beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drinking a smoothie today instead of coffee or I drink different things every time. I think that's for the best considering what happens when you drink coffee. <laughs> oh, look oh, at those. That? What are you drinking? What is that, Pierce? Uh, are those koalas? No, they're no, tandas. They're like sloths, I think. Sloths, oh, sloths, yeah. They're like little cartoon sloths. Those are super cute. Is that your spirit animal, Pierce? Are you a sloth? No, but I don't know if you remember this. Actually, I don't even know if you were there. You probably weren't there, but it used to be one of my nicknames in high school. Why do I feel like I do remember that? Maybe you were there. <laughs> but I don't, yeah. it's like a hint of a, I don't know. Well, we'll get into all of that, I guess. Okay. Right. Save, <laughs> maybe, I save yeah. it for the podcast. Yeah, save it for the podcast. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Adulthood Friends. This is the discussion-based podcast where two former childhood acquaintances, now friends, discuss the things that truly matter. I'm Aya. I'm Josh. And we have a very special episode for you today with our first guest on the show, uh, Mr. Pierce Safeman, another childhood acquaintance of sorts. Well, we'll uh, get into all those We'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> and uh, our topic for the day, nice and light, mortality. Mortality. And let's get into it. back hey pierce thanks for coming on the podcast you're welcome i'm happy to talk yeah it's good to see you again i actually haven't seen you in a long time i think we we've run into each other maybe a little bit but uh i probably haven't spoken to you since elementary school maybe high school a little bit but uh again it's kind of similar to to josh and that we went to the same elementary school the same high school but um haven't really spoken too much since yeah, then. Yeah, when, wait, so it's really been that long? You guys haven't spoken since high school? Well, what I was going to say is that I don't think we've had a conversation, what I would call a real conversation, like ever. Like yeah. I, I saw her a couple of years ago, but oh. and yeah. not in elementary school. So you passed by each other yeah, in the hall somewhere. <laughs> I would actually agree. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had a like a real thorough conversation we had kind of a, a small chat conversation at um it was some jewish events maybe two years ago now at the bar um yeah, so we're, yeah. we're about so, to have a real thorough conversation so I, we're gonna I, get I into we call it that. well I, i've heard secondhand <laughs> that you have real conversations with josh so i just <laughs> so i hear about these conversations i'm like i don't have these conversations but uh, now i get to have one so that's why we brought you on. Yeah. So I welcome, to... welcome, Pierce. This is so. This is so cool that we're. Uh, I mean, our topics can be, I guess, pretty heavy, but it's really yeah. cool to to do this with you. Uh, I'm used to it now. <laughs> Maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but I swear that when I was done high school, like I didn't even know that I went to the same high school. <laughs> I actually wasn't sure for a bit either. I th- I don't think we ever had a class together or anything yeah so yeah. i think maybe you did go wow like yeah i mean yeah, we, went, we did yeah, go no, to the Pierce same. and i Pierce and i ate lunch we'll get to this but we ate lunch together like every day yeah and oh. i don't know how many of like there were 11 or 12 of us in our class in elementary school mm-hmm. and i don't know how many of us went to the same high school but almost all no so almost all of us did except for okay. two i think i think it was just Pierce, or, sorry just will, will and michael who went will to and michael central. Did so, yeah. yeah they went to central so yeah i feel almost like two. i knew that like three or four of us were there and like the rest didn't exist like i never had class with anyone oh man really that i knew <laughs> so this is interesting so like going back in time here then uh we know you just like i and i know we have known each other since we were like three 
same with you. You were in that class. You, you were also in the same preschool with us, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gun, no, I mean, it was called. I don't remember yeah. anything, but. I mean, it was preschool. <laughs> so I have like. Anything at classes, all? But... <laughs> Is that all out of your memory? You don't have a single memory from preschool? I don't think so. I kind of remember the room. If you ask me to just like recall the memory, I have nothing. But if you like sort of cue me on something, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I kind of remember that. And I have yeah. seen some home videos of that since then. So like oh, I yeah. do kind of so it does come, So it's there. It's in your brain. It's there it's somewhere. Not, yeah, something has to trigger you into remembering Let's it. try digging well, it. Well, <laughs> well, preschool, I mean, is so there is, it's a it's preschool. We, have, we can hardly speak, let alone remember what we, yeah. but uh, looking at, after preschool, then we were in the same little Jewish day school. We all were in that same class together. There was about, I mean, it changed a little bit in some of the years, but in general, it was like six guys, six girls. Uh, that's what it kind of settled into. And then, yeah, back then, I guess uh, I just had a first question for you, Pierce, because Aya and I talked about this in our very first episode. But how did you perceive us back then, looking back, like, what was your what was your thought about me and what was your what were your thoughts about Aya? I think I don't know if this is true and I'm just like projecting backwards, but I feel like when I was, I don't know, maybe up until like near the end of elementary school, I didn't think anything. I was just like, oh, they're people there whatever like I, I feel like I had no I, w- I wasn't like oh that person's really great or I really don't like that person it was just like oh, you didn't have any people. thought at all I just I think I just was kind of ambivalent that makes sense kind of float you're just kind of floating through I can Im- I can picture that like based on I, I mean that's I, how you remember him so how I remember you is being very ambivalent like being just like I'm here. What do you want from me? Like everybody's asking for my opinions, but I'm just, I felt like you were just waiting to get home. You were like, I'm here right now. I'm in my Northern getaway uh, sweatshirt. And I just want to get that. home I don't even and play that. video games. You don't remember the Northern getaway stuff? Yeah. I mean, we all kind of <laughs> shop there, right? But it always had like animals on it. That was one of your yeah. like, favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have much, but I do remember, like, I feel like less from Aya, but more from, like, I remember, like, being annoyed with Josh sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, Josh. Actually, I'm sure you remember. I feel like you've brought it up a lot of times, uh, where I hit you once. Did you hit me? Oh, my what? God, you did hit me. Okay, yeah, you, I just yeah. actually, I, I forgot this till just now. And it was, like, a big thing, I think, because you don't, you, you never did anything anyone. like this. You were like, the, you were the kid who never got in trouble, yeah, like for good how, reason, because you never yeah. did anything bad to anyone. I don't know how What did we you were? do, Josh? I what did you, I, explain, tell me what happened here. I don't actually remember the details. Like, I don't remember very much, but like this stuck, I remember this very well. So we had our gym class and it was winter and I don't know how old we were. Oh, Maybe, I put, did I put yeah. snow? Okay, on, you do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I might have told you. yeah anyway, the rest of us in here. So we were we had our gym class and we had a park across from the school and it was winter so we we went across the park for the gym class and I don't know what we did we played some sport or something and then it was time to go back so we're all like walking back and for some reason I don't know it was probably like a prank or something Josh was putting snow in my boot like as I was walking he kept like putting it in behind like where the heel was and I he just kept doing it and I I just turned around and like hit him in the stomach you did he punched me in the stomach and he knocked the wind out of me but I have to say something this is it's always this always crushed me Pierce because I didn't put the snow in your boot I put the snow I was like putting it on your back and it slid like into your boot I remember this. I remember I wasn't actually putting it in your boot, but you thought I was putting it directly in your boot. 
I don't know and, if that's better, but yeah, I was just well, I mean, say, I didn't. I wasn't. I mean, better? I didn't. No, it's better because I didn't mean. I didn't. I wasn't <laughs> intending to put what snow. What were you doing though? Why were you? I don't know why. To put snow I somewhere else. I don't know why I was putting snow on his. It wasn't down his back either. It was like just no, on his. I don't know why. I don't know if I was like yeah. throwing snow at his back or something. I don't know. How we were old kids were playing around. Like what age was? Do you remember, Josh? I don't remember. I don't remember. I feel like even later, ten or eleven or something. Oh, you must maybe like, grade six. It must be like grade six or yeah. something, yeah. right? Like ten or yeah, I do like remember that was the first time anybody had ever punched me in the stomach. Oh, it was you, and <laughs> that's knocked so the wind. unexpected. It did, and I, it was it actually crushed me because I was like, no, Pierce. <laughs> Pierce <laughs> I feel like that's because Pierce doesn't. I I didn't see you, Pierce, as getting angry easily. So I feel like you're not, you weren't known for being violent in any way. So like no. you hitting him, that's got to hurt more, huh, Josh? No, I'm just kidding. It, I, it hurt on many levels. Yeah, no, I could be pretty annoying. It's I like mean, if you could piss like, Pierce off, you're like really, you're pushing <laughs> Well, the I told you like some of the kids in the, in the class, <laughs> as we know, I guess, you know, they didn't always treat me very well. But Pierce was not one of those people. Yeah. Pierce, you were, you were, I mean, you just kind of kept to yourself. Yeah. Um, so the fact that I upset you, I remember it was like, oh no, like well, I, the really thing got, that I, I felt terrible. Maybe everybody's like this, but things that bother me repeatedly, that like pushes me, it gets right. me really angry. Now I'm not <laughs> like, you know, I can control myself a little bit, but back then it was well. like, oh, he did that thing that was annoying. Okay, I'll just like shrug <laughs> it off. And then he does it again. I'll I'm just... like, oh, it's building. And then, <laughs> and then I'll punch him in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, just lose control it's weirdly one of the most violent things that happened to me at school it came from you oh, no. <laughs> you didn't even remember until two minutes ago josh don't make him feel i didn't now. i did i actually had put this oh. out of my head it, it was gone <laughs> but li- i didn't think there was any like real like physical stuff that happened at school but now looking back i'm like oh this happened and there's other stuff i don't know i remember other stuff not like intentional things but other injuries like it was like a game where you throw a ball against the wall I think you like had to touch the wall or something. Anyway, because uh, it's the LCHDS and we don't have like normal dodgeballs, we have like basketballs. I know we like, were using basketballs. And I'm I pretty sure it was Josh you. got like hit in the face, like, oh, like really, really close to the wall. The and I was yeah. like, oh, God. And we weren't like that young. He, like we could throw it pretty hard. But also I was going to say, I remember like going to the principal's office and like, I was like, maybe every kid does this, but you try and like rationalize. You're like, well, he was annoying me. So like, he should get punished too. Like, it's not fair. Yeah. Did you get punished for it? I don't know. I don't remember. I well, All I remember is being in the principal's office? I did. I don't know if you did. I don't remember if anything oh, happened. That's not, that's, I feel that's bad. where my memory I, ends. I, today, I feel bad about you having gone to the principal's office because I was annoying. I mean, <laughs> you probably shouldn't have punched me in the stomach, but still. <laughs> i mean what would they what would they do otherwise like they just be like oh you hit him okay whatever like yeah they oh, can't, can't be like we don't care he probably deserved it like what are they gonna do the, the teachers are like josh is pretty annoying you know <laughs> let me hit him too yeah, look they're like if pierce did this it had to have been justified right yeah maybe they brought you there pierce and they're like listen we know josh was pretty annoying but we have to bring you here to at least just a show. show that we yeah at least show that we're doing something about it okay but you're not in trouble here's a smoothie i don't know Let's see what's <laughs> <laughs> so we're moving on from elementary school you and i at in high school we did we hung out like 
every day, right? We ate lunch every single day, yeah. which is just like from my perspective, I was like, okay, we're, we're, I, we had become closer as friends in a sense, but also correct me if I'm wrong. Tell me if you didn't see it this way. I felt like our, our friendship was kind of like a surface level friendship. Still, we were friends, but we were friends because we played video games together, right? We, we played a lot of Warcraft three. <laughs> we played some Starcraft before that. Uh, we ate lunch and we just kind of sat and ate together, but we didn't really talk about, we didn't go into like deep issues and stuff and, I mean, and go beyond a certain level. I know what you mean, but for me back then, that was like the extent of friendship. So like, <laughs> that was like, uh, we're like really good friends. Like <laughs> we hang out together. So like, that's it. Okay, so we're probably going to get into why. Okay, so this is, it's very interesting because I think that there are certain things that probably trigger different people to get to that kind of next level of awareness or whatever you want to call it that maybe for me happened a little earlier than for you. So I saw it, I started to see it this way as, oh, there's, there's a deeper version of this and that's not happening. And for you, this was as deep as it got. Yeah, I mean, I remember you like, I remember you going like, hey, you know, like maybe... We should go like hang out with these other people or something. And I was like, no, I'm just gonna like stay here. That's fine. Like <laughs> I just I just didn't want to like do anything really. I was just happy to like have my spot and then like go home at the end of the day. Were you perfectly content? Yeah. Well, it was so also was probably a great experience for you. Yeah, and it. I was also probably scared of like. Well, I was definitely scared of all those social interactions, like. Oh, he wants to go eat with like everybody else. Like, oh, I'm not going to do that. that uh, uh, that's too much. <laughs> right. Uh, you're pretty in- introverted in that way. But you, and... you know, what's interesting, Pierce, is that you, so I did, I did eat with you. Sorry, I said like every day, but I, I did kind of move around a little bit. I had different groups that I would eat with at different times. And so I, that's kind of why I think I asked you that. I would be like, hey, come eat with this other group that I hang out with. And you're like, yeah. Nah. <laughs> I am. Who did you eat with in high? Like, what did you do? Uh, I had my own. Like we hung out. I mean, initially, like I think when we all got to high school, we I didn't know really anybody outside of our own school. So what, like the two people? I initially started eating lunch with Ali Marcus, and uh, at one point her cousin Kira, and then I made friends with some people in my class, and then then I had a group of friends that I just hung out with until the end of high school, like kind of the artsy sort of group we we hung out we were the stairwell lunch eaters wait everybody because i hung out we with kind of were too we're this, you were we, too I mean, we also well, which out, stairwell we were, no we, yes, we ate on the bench upstairs we were the upstairs yeah. we ate on the bench upstairs oh so we were nearby but i did join sometimes i came by the stairwell but i don't remember you being this i think I a think lot maybe, of people thought they were the stairwell kids. <laughs> i guess there were there different, different stairwell kids there was more yeah we were stairwell. the <laughs> We were the ones that if you went down, you were in like that in the gym and art hallways. That was only like in the last year. I think we start we kind of moved around a little bit. And if it was nice out, we ate outside. It's not that interesting. Nobody cares what we did ate. You, did anybody here ever I think eat we did eat lunch near you guys. What? <laughs> did anybody here ever eat in the actual cafeteria? <laughs> uh no. So we started in the cafeteria and then we were like, this is loud and all these people suck. So that's right. But, <laughs> all these people yeah. suck. Well, this Too is many people. I... I feel like you asked me to, Josh, and I was like, oh, this is like, yeah. I was like, I can't, this is too much for me. And I like well. people. I was trying to always, I've always wanted to bring people together and do stuff. I know you're leading into something, but can I say one more thing about elementary school that I remember from you guys? Okay, 
remember how Josh used to have a lot of questions? And do you remember, Pierce, it started being your thing that you'd be like, I have two questions. I, I remember that, yeah. Yes, okay. All right. Wait, that... I think it was even like in, I might put it in like the yearbook or something. I can't remember. Yeah, probably. It was a thing. It was like, at least for grade seven, eight in Mr. Gendron's class, because he always I... hated being interrupted. Yeah. And Josh would always be like, and he'd be like, Josh, wait. Oh my God. There's a reason I don't remember Josh. all of these years because I was, I blocked I this out of my. The look on Josh's face was, oh my God. Uh, I'm sorry. No, so Josh was very, he had a lot of questions during. And a lot of energy. And then a lot of energy. And then Pierce, you had a, yeah. it was kind of your bit. One of your bits was, yeah, um, I, I have two questions. That. And then we'd all Pierce laugh. was like the opposite. Like I had all this yeah. energy and Pierce did not, ex- Pierce did not like had no energy, but you did not expend it. You were very conservative with your energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to move uh, past a little bit just to explain sure. that in university, I don't recall that we hung out all that much, but we did go, all of us, to the same university. Yeah. I mean, we did if bump you bump into each other. If you thought that, like, in high school, I was didn't realize people were there, that in university, it's like, there's no way. Like, even if, well, if you're in the same program, maybe, but other than that, you're probably never going to see people that you know. Yeah. I mean, I hung out with, I hung out with you, I I would say in high school, this is, yeah, so I hung out with you in high school daily almost, right? And then Aya, I started to hang out with more after high school because we started to work at the library together. And I want to say hang out, we didn't hang out, but we, we worked at the library in high school. Yeah, most of it was during high school. Okay, but later on, we started to, am I wrong about this? We started to drive each other more, Uh, I don't know. Maybe we can I feel say like I that saw you for more now. after high school. <laughs> I don't really remember you after high school. I knew you were around, but okay. So we all basically okay, split off after around. high school. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the point. Off. We all didn't like. We were all kind of separate. We had separate either friend groups or actually, what did, what were you doing after high school, Pierce? What did you do? I mean, I just didn't care. Like, well, first of all, <laughs> first like, there's a few things going on. Aside from me, like being sort of scared to make friends and do all that socializing, um, I used to play World of Warcraft, which was a oh. MMO RPG game that was like very well known to like suck Cap people's lives time. away. Yeah, <laughs> and like I had like friends that I made on that, and I would talk to them like every day. Come home, be like, "All right, it's time to play. Like, let's go. Like, chat with my buddies." And then later in high school, I was I was like, "Oh, my my grades are like really bad now." I can't just like earlier in high school, I kind of knew enough to like coast through. And then later on, I was like, oh, I I can't do this anymore. Maybe I should stop spending all my time playing this game and like do some work. And then I was like, well, really have anything else to do now. So I guess I'll just like watch TV or something with my free time. So then after high school, it was like, well, I'll just keep doing that, I guess. What did you end up doing in in university? Computer science, right? Something. Yeah. Where is that what you continued basically doing, right? Yeah, I've been programming as my job for since I graduated, basically. Okay, okay, cool. So I guess moving back a little bit. So one of the things I think actually I wanted to go back to all the way to elementary school, just another way we were talking about how we perceived each other, right? I remember thinking, we had this like kind of, I guess it was kind of a joke, right? It was about you and Ben Farhi. Was there another guy? <laughs> yeah, I probably know where and, you're going with this, but Yeah. yeah. The idea was that like um, Pierce's dad owns half the city and Ben's dad owns the other half uh, yeah. because like <laughs> your dad, you guys were like a huge, not just a presence in like the Jewish community. You guys were a presence in the city. Very, you guys were very, your family was uh, very successful. And, you know, looking back, like that's kind of the thing that people talk about you and your family was you guys were 
kind of, uh, you know, giants in the community, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, just looking back on that, yeah, I just was wondering, like, if, were you aware of that perception of you? Uh, yeah, I loved it. Uh, in <laughs> elementary school, I loved it at least. I was like, I remember somebody being, like, trying to make fun of me, and they're like, oh, you, I forget what they said, but they're like, oh, you've got all this stuff, and I was like, yes. Yeah, it's great like it's not an insult like what, what do you mean i remember going to your because i went to your house a bunch of times growing up and your house to me was it was huge it was amazing even, even not long ago i remember going going to that house and still thinking wow when you step into like your first big big house i think as you're growing up it's like amazing uh and your oh, house was that to me it like changed my life i was like wow <laughs> I'm gonna change your life. Yeah, I remember you could get lost in your house. That's how big yeah. I thought. I don't think I remember was. that house. Maybe I was there for like one birthday party, but otherwise, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was. I just remember your house right. being absolutely incredible, and your and your family being these. Yeah, I don't know. Like in our community, there were just these like these high up beings that you know were just to come near you guys. Sometimes was very like a celebrity. You know, felt like a big. Yeah, yeah. you're our local in our hometown. Like we knew you, but then it's like, but guys, here's coming you know, his family, <laughs> right? There's more of them. <laughs> more of them. But yeah, I guess so. To get to our our topic of the day is uh, is mortality, right? So one of the things I guess we're going to be talking about is how mortality or acknowledging mortality or being introduced that idea um, changes us. And maybe brings on a certain level of self-awareness and and growth, or even other things. And I just remember you and I, Pierce, have had some amazing, just really deep conversations in the last few years. Yeah, would you say? Which is interesting to say. We, again, really deep conversations compared to like high school, where things were not so deep, you might say. And I just remember, you know, I was talking about where that, you know, where that came from. And I know for me. When I was 16, you know, I, I brought this up on the podcast before, but my mother passed away when I was 16. And that really, I think, introduced me to, you know, my own mortality and the idea of mortality. And I think that really changed me. Uh, and even Aya, you were saying just even hearing about, hearing about that makes you, you know, think of things differently. You know, if you hear about a friend or, or, or someone you know, you know, if their parent dies, you start to think about death more. And I know for me personally, it started making me think about my own purpose and what I'm going to accomplish within my own life and what matters to me and all these priorities, you know, what really matters in the time that we have. And I know that for me, again, that happened when I was 16. So I was thinking about this stuff maybe a lot earlier than some people, maybe later than others, you know. So for you, though, Pierce, my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, was that this kind of sense of... Uh, you know, looking at these deeper things and the self-awareness and all that stuff came for you a lot later um, than other people. And some people, just to point out, I feel like they don't ever get, get that, uh, that self-awareness. There's people who go through their whole lives and I feel like there's just... Must be I, nice. I guess you could say <laughs> maybe ignorance is bliss sort of a thing, but it's very surface level, everything they like or... You know, you and I, our friendship used to be built on just playing video games together and, and sitting and eating together, right? Nowadays, I would say our friendship is built on a lot more. In fact, I believe we've gotten so much closer, like, 
you painted me a picture of an interaction for my birthday, which is one of the most meaningful gifts I've received in a long time, right? And that to me just seems like a totally different Pierce than I knew when I was in high school or, you know, little or no mental school, but high school. What do you, I, I guess I, I want to ask you um, if you're comfortable talking about it, what do you feel brought about that change and, you know, how did that happen? And I mean, I could go straight to that. I was going to say about your oh, mom okay. in high school, because I remember you. Yeah, you were a present for this. Yeah, because we hung out. Yeah, I remember you. I don't know the timeline. Like, it must have been after the funeral, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, like, told me what happened. You're like, I was in, I don't remember the details, but you're like, I was in this room. I heard yeah. whatever. And then I called, I had to, maybe it was you that had to call the ambulance. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was? Oh. Yep. Uh, and you told me Twice. the whole story. And uh, I'm just like, oh uh, all right uh, that's like I, that's uncomfortable <laughs> I, I like didn't really I was like uh, can we like talk about something else please I didn't say that but like I was thinking that I was like let's just like shift the conversation and never talk about this again uh so that was like how I felt back then mostly it's like, interesting because to... you and I were were friends so I felt I remember feeling comfortable telling you this but I it, obviously it's it's an uncomfortable thing to hear and you know this is, it's interesting, you know, I remember, I guess it was a few years, I don't remember exactly now, a couple years back, you sent me a message apologizing to me. Do you remember this? Saying, yeah, I don't you, think it was that long ago. Well, it wasn't that long, I don't, I don't know exactly. I feel like it wasn't that long ago. You sent me a message apologizing, saying that you wished you had uh, been more understanding or something when you had heard or that you didn't. Uh, I don't know if you remember the details of it exactly, but I remember thinking that's so sweet, but also I don't remember you not being understanding. Like you, I thought you were great. You were just there. And that was what really mattered to me at the time. Yeah, I just thought like, I think what I said to you was like, I didn't really know what to do. And I think you said like, well, that's not your fault or something like that. Yeah. Oh, not not, really. and again, we were, who, is, who doesn't know what to do? I feel like it's, yeah, even it's as just as awkward for everybody else. We still else. don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So then going back, I guess, I feel like I want to, I want to be careful with my wording about a lot of these things because we're touching on, you know, sensitive subject matter. I don't mind talking about these sensitive things of my own. You can say whatever, but I, you know, when we're talking to other people, it should be very, you know, these things can be sensitive and triggering. So, you know, thank you for being here and talking about this stuff. But uh, yeah, I was wondering uh, what, what, what your story was there. Yeah. So I was sort of like coasting along in my life before that. Like Mm -hmm. I had a job and I was like working at my job and just kind of content to do my job. And that's about it. And uh, I always had this feeling like, and I lived, I didn't live at home. I lived in Calgary, like a different city at the time. Mm -hmm. And I always had this thought like, yeah, I'm here now, but like someday I'll just go home and like, it'll just like go back to, I don't know, like this life, Uh, like it'll always be there for me. So eventually I left my job in Calgary and came back and I was like, oh, this is great. Like I'm, I'm back. Like my parents are here. Like everybody's here. It's, it's so great. And then I didn't have a job for a while and I was just kind of living at home. Like I did a bunch of different stuff, but I was still kind of just like not really thinking too much about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, this whole time my dad had Parkinson's disease for like 13 years or so. Mm -hmm. 
I don't uh, know if it always does this, but for him at least, and maybe for everyone who has Parkinson's, it turns into dementia eventually. And then you just kind of slowly lose like your capabilities. Like you uh, just can't really communicate very well and you just kind of lose your, <laughs> your mind, I guess. Yeah. So like when I came home to like move back, he had like full-time help just to like get around and stuff like that. But it didn't really bother me. I was just like, ah, whatever. Like he's there. It's fine. You know, he's taken care of. Someday maybe he'll be in a home. Like whatever. I, I don't really care. Or that's what I was thinking to myself, at least. I've got my, you know, I'm doing my thing over here. So then like, I don't know, like a year after I had moved back, I don't know, like occasionally he got like sick or something and he like wasn't eating so well then he'd get better and like he'd be eating again but later he they i forget how they described it basically he wasn't eating like he didn't want to eat or like yeah. drink or anything really and one of the caregiver people i never talked to them it was my mom talking to them they told her like yeah he's not like this isn't like uh he's not sick or anything like he's kind of just like he's dying like you kind of have to basically either like hook him up to a machine to like force him to live, which would be kind of like, I don't know, to us seemed kind of pointless or you just kind of let him die slowly. So we talked to a, uh, what's the word? Like a palliative care. Yeah, 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 palliative doctor or whatever. And so he came and explained it to us and he's like, yeah, like this is what's gonna happen he's like I don't know the exact date or anything but like you know it'll be a few weeks probably and like you know you should say goodbye and you should like tell whoever needs to know and he gave us well I didn't really look at this stuff but he gave the caregivers like I don't know if they were painkillers or what but there were certain things that was like it wasn't to like keep him alive but it was like if you let him just kind of naturally go, there were things you could do to like ease him. Uh, mm -hmm. I think actually a lot of it was for the people living with him. Like, I think there were like, let's say it was like heavy breathing or something or like rough mm -hmm. breathing. And there were like things you could give him to like soothe that. It probably didn't change much for him, but for the people who were there, it like made it less uncomfortable, I think. So we had like my aunts and uncles came to visit and like to just like sit with him for a bit, like, cause they knew he was going to go in some weeks. And I was just like uncomfortable, I guess. It wasn't like that bad yet. It was sort of, you're just like waiting. You're like, well, he's going to die. Like at some point I'm just kind of waiting around. So I remember we had a caregiver and I was working like at this point I was working from home and I'm just working, whatever. And uh, well, I should say also every day I would get up and be like, is he alive? Like, uh, okay, he's alive. Okay, I can kind of go on with my day now. So anyway, it was sometime in the afternoon and the caregiver like came up to me and he's like, you should come. And I was like, oh, uh, all right. Like he didn't say like he had passed or anything, but I was like, I'm sure that's what this is. So I just felt like really uncomfortable. and was like, okay, like, let's go. So I like came to the room where he was and they're like, oh, he passed. Like we were just watching TV and, and my mom was with him. And then like stuff happened like really fast. They're like, okay, we gotta get the funeral home or whatever. I, I don't actually know. Who, whoever was doing this, you had to contact them and be like, okay, they're gonna come. They're gonna take him and like get him prepared for the funeral. 
and then they just like come with like this gurney thing and kind of like wrap him up and just like wheel him out the door and I'm, I was just like hmm, this is weird like I don't like I never cried or anything like that's just not I just don't do that generally I I didn't think there was something wrong with me but I just thought like wow somebody else would just be like breaking down I feel like and I'm just like not able to do that uh so I was just like well I guess we're gonna do this funeral thing now so things just kind of like kept moving along like like there was a natural path like first it was like he's gonna pass away in a few weeks so you're like okay we'll wait for that and then you're like okay well now there's gonna be this funeral and you're like okay well that'll be the next thing and then you're like okay now we have this jewish thing called shiva where you like hang around for seven days um, it should be noted too that the jewish like funeral stuff for jews happens really really fast right i remember with my mother like it's like the next since yeah, like a couple of days you're burying you're yeah they want to they want to bury them like as as fast Look, as possible, we don't do embalming or anything do Oh, whatever. <laughs> we like a Jews don't do embalming, right? I know, but do, does anyone do that? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> there's probably lots of things people do, but. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things people do. Yeah. Uh, so, like, basically, the people like compared it to me to other traditions of maybe other religions or people where they would like have the funeral and then like the next day go back to work and be like, okay, life moves on, and they're like you know, with us, like it's this week and it's this like, very intense thing. And, you know, it's more like, like you have more the time shiva to process you're talking about, right? Yeah, the Shiva. So I was like, okay, like I'll have this thing and then I'll, you know, something's going to happen here. And like, I don't remember when it started, but like maybe after the funeral, sometime during the Shiva, I don't remember when I was just like, ah, oh, this, I don't feel good. Like I am like worried about all these things. Like what if these other people die? Like what happens when you die? All these things. And like, I couldn't, really once I couldn't eat but like I just felt nauseous all the time and I couldn't sleep well and I was like I'm I'm gonna die like I I can't sleep I can't eat like what it all just kind of hit you at once there yeah so then I had like some I talked to the doctor and I was like give me the drugs like I need this and they're like oh we can only give you it's uh this stuff called lorazepam uh which is like like anti-anxiety like yeah. it just kind of relaxes you but it only lasts for like a few hours. So it was basically, they gave it to me to be like, okay, you can use this to like help you fall asleep at night, but we're only giving you like, I don't know, like 10 tablets or something like that. So like once this runs out, like we're not going to give you any more. So like try not use to it. like yeah. be dependent on this. And I was like, okay, whatever. Okay, at least I can like sleep now, I guess. So most of my days were like just kind of getting through the day and then like, okay, well now I can take my pill and relax and go to sleep. And I also took work off because I wasn't going to work during that week. Mm -hmm. um, and my boss was very nice about it. Anyway, there was a lot of stuff going on that week because there were all these people there, that, like family and friends and stuff. And most of the stuff I like didn't even know like how to process. But there was one thing that was like immediately bothering me, which was like, hey, but like what happens when you die? Like what is what's going on? Like what did the Jews believe? Was that new? That was a new thought for like you hadn't thought really seriously about it before. That was my question too. Like that's the first yeah. time that really hit you, right? No, it hit me once before when I was like 18. But then I kind of like came to like a not a conclusion, but to some point where I felt satisfied, like and I didn't need to think about it anymore. 
but then this came up and I was like, well, now I need to know, like, cause this is like happening now. I was like, I gotta, like, I just, I need like some answers. Like, what do, what do you guys believe? And like, I started asking people there who were like at our house for this week or for the meals or whatever. And a lot of them were like, oh, like, I don't believe in God. And I was like, what? I was like, trying <laughs> like to get this is an not what from... I want to hear right now. Yeah. I was like, that's <laughs> this is not, not helpful. A... I was like, that's <laughs> not an answer. And then a lot of other people who were like, like let's say more religious and they were like well we don't really know like i don't know and i was like how do you guys all like you're like spending all this time praying and stuff and you like just don't know anything like what what's going <laughs> what on are you even getting out of this praying this whole time you're wasting your lives you don't even know what if it's good for anything that's good uh, yeah so i asked all these people and i was like nobody is like they don't seem like very sure of themselves about anything so I was like, well, I'll talk to the rabbis. Like, they must know. I talked to them. I don't remember exactly what they said. Like, they gave me some ideas, but they, they like, really weren't, like, well, here's the answer. Like, one of them I talked to, who wasn't even, like, a local guy. He was my mom's rabbi from Ottawa. I talked to him on the phone for, like, I don't know, like two minutes. And uh, he gave me, like, the most practical, I guess, or, like, useful answer where I was like, okay, that kind of makes some sense. And then... Uh, I talked to one of the other rabbis here and they told me that it's, I guess it's like a, I don't know if it's a Chabad thing um, where you, Chabad is like a sect of Judaism mm -hmm. where you, it's this idea that like you have some work to do in your life. Like there's some, something you you're supposed to do, but you don't know what it is. And if you die and you weren't done, then you come back. Like, I guess you, reincarnate as another person a bit of a oh really uh, i didn't know yeah, that there's a little bit of that in judaism yeah, yeah so, that. that's cool i want to i want some unfinished business <laughs> like basically if you don't fulfill all these mitzvot right or that you're supposed to oh. these these deeds you know in your life okay. then you have to come back in some other form and finish them yeah so i was like okay that's interesting i guess but the other thing is or I think everyone I talked to was like, they like gave, they would talk to me about it, but they were also like, you should see someone like you, you should talk to a therapist or something. And I was like, okay, but I, I wanted this You're answer like, That's from not you. helpful. Okay. Can you just give me an answer guys? To like, be fair though, anyone to, to get answers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair, anyone who gives you a really like direct certain answer about the afterlife is not someone to be trusted generally in my humble opinion yeah. unless right? like, that's exactly what you're looking for sometimes that's what you want <laughs> i mean but is it well, helpful even if it's what you think you want would if, that have actually um, been helpful i mean the thing is whether you could believe it or not like yeah. if they tell you like oh don't worry like everything's fine and you're like well i don't <laughs> believe you then like it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but yeah, so I, I don't know if that's what started this, but I basically just started talking to a lot of different people after that. And I was like, can I just like talk to you for a while, like about stuff? So I talked to a bunch of different people about a lot of this stuff, but other things like this. And uh, I talked to like a good friend who's like very like devout Christian. I don't know what sect, but uh, I remember talking to him and like, I was like, you know, I'm struggling with all these things. Like what, like, what do you, what is it for you? Like, what do you believe? And he kind of told me that it was like, I don't know if I'm describing this right, but the way he said it to me, it sounded more like, this is what I hope it is. 
I don't really know. And I don't feel like, I don't think they felt like absolutely certain, like I'm going to go to heaven. and like, it's going to be great. It was like, I hope that's what happens, but like, I'm not really sure. I think that's actually what a lot of people are like. They're like, well, that would be nice, but I can't feel like certain about it because it's so, it's not like in front of me. I can't see it. Was that uncertainty just driving you kind of up the wall? Yeah, for a while. But also like I was depressed for like, I don't know, like months after that, like since he died, since my dad died. Is that new for you? Is that a, like, had you been depressed before that? No, I think I thought I had been. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is like way worse. Than, like this is depression. And I didn't get like a, nobody like diagnosed me. I just was like, this must be it. Like, it must be like this. Yeah, I, for me at least, it probably depends on the person, but for me, it was like, I never really felt like eating. Like I just felt kind of nauseous all the time. Uh, I got better at sleeping, so that was okay. But the eating, like I just wouldn't eat much uh, because I just, I just really, like it felt like sickening to eat kind of. Uh, But I was like, I have to eat. Like, I don't want to die. Like I need to eat. Uh, So I would force myself to eat at least something. So it just kind of sucks. Like I was just depressed like all day and like get up and be like, oh, I guess I'll like, I like started watching baseball because it it was just like boring and it would relax me. And I was like, this is like three hours long. So I can just sit here and feel kind of like at ease for a few hours, even though I'm not really (laughs) interested in watching this. So I did, I did like all kinds of stuff like that. Talked to a lot of different people. I remember, is that when we started talking? Maybe. I'm, I'm, remember, sure I could, like, I'm sure I could go back and find like the date of messages and stuff. <laughs> I just remember there was a time somewhat after that. That's when I, I remember getting, I guess, a call or some text from you. And I think that's when you, around the time you might've sent that message about saying, I, I, you know, you're sorry that you didn't, you felt like you weren't as understanding or aware of, of it, you know, what happened with, with my mother. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, well, like, I guess the time doesn't time. matter. Yeah, the exact time doesn't matter that much. I just remember somewhat after that, you and I started, I just remember we started talking about some of this stuff. And I was, I just remember thinking, wow, this is deep. <laughs> this is a nice to meet you, Pierce. I'm, I'm Josh. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what, it, what it kind of felt like. Yeah. So I don't remember how this happened, um, but someday I just like wasn't depressed anymore. I was still like very anxious about a lot of things, but I wasn't depressed as in, or at least I wasn't like, uh, what's, what's that word? Like ad, uh, oh, anhedonia or anhedonia. Yeah. Like, like you couldn't like feeling, you could feel pleasure again. Like, yeah. Like I remember, uh, whenever I felt like kind of lost, I would often like start Googling things and be like, how do you feel like happy or like things like this. And, uh, I remember Googling like, I don't feel any joy or something like that. And it was like listed this condition. And I was like, is that me? And Hedonia. Yeah. So I just, I didn't feel like, like that joy from anything really. Like even for like, you know, sit down and watch TV for like 20 minutes. I never felt like anything was like giving me joy. And then someday uh, I still had a lot of, like I said, anxiety, but like I could like, I felt like joy about things again. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if I did anything or it just kind of happened like over time. Um, but it's good. That's a very good, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know when this happened, 
for you when I started talking to you, but I started looking into like, I was wondering how people dealt with like having to like build up this life. Cause I, I felt like I had ignored a lot of things cause I didn't care. And I was like, I feel like I don't have that many friends. I don't have like a lot of things I'm doing. And I was like, there must, I was like, how, how do other people deal with this? And then I thought, oh, like when people move to a new city, that must be like totally normal. Like everybody, you know, they're in this new place and they have to, they don't know anyone. So I was like, how do they do? How do they like deal with being in this new place? Not that I'm even in a new place, but I kind of felt like I was in a way. And one of the things they said was to uh, schedule like a call with a friend, like regularly. And I was like, I could do that with Josh. Uh, so so I have like a calendar reminder still every week that's like call Josh or something I just want to say by the way oh I just going to cut you off to say that's like one of my I talking to you every week has been like awesome (laughs) yeah it's one of my favorite things for me it's more (laughs) a lot of it's been like oh my god I'm I'm having a panic attack somebody I need somebody to talk to I'm just having like a joyful day. Oh, it's Pierce. Hey. Josh is like, I'm out for a run right now. And I'm like, oh, okay. I feel like Josh is a good person to talk to because he's always like on. I feel like anytime I call Josh, I'm like, ah, he'll, he doesn't mind. Like he'll never mind. Even if he, I love it. You know what I mean? He's like always happy to hear. So it's like, it takes the pressure off from calling and being worried that you were, that you're annoying someone, right? Like, or that you're yeah. like interrupting someone. Cause even if you are interrupting him, he's like, I'm running, but I can talk. And it's like, what the hell? Who does that? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys making me feel a lot better than, than remembering how annoying I was in elementary school. <laughs> well, we're trying to even <laughs> it out, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know if maybe if you call people a lot, you don't feel this way, but I've felt forever, like even now that like, if somebody's calling me, then something's wrong. Oh. And, or if I call someone else, like, it's like, why, why are you calling me? Like, is it a merge? Like, like if a, I, yeah. if I want to talk. That's our generation. Them, like, that's a normal thing. Yeah. I have to be like, well, I don't have to do this, but I feel like, hey, do you want to chat? Like, and then I'll like mm-hmm. set up, like almost maybe set up a meeting or be like, hey, let's chat at like 8 p.m. <laughs> or something. Like, oh, oh. Pierce, I honestly, I just, I'll be driving around. I just like, because I, you know, I have like a Bluetooth headset. I just randomly call people throughout the day. Yeah. I like to do it. I just call them and go, hey, how's it going? It, and sometimes it'll be someone I haven't talked to in half a year. And they're just like, I, I, I wonder how many people must be thinking something is wrong when I call them. <laughs> yeah, well, I would have just have a calling, job where I cause... drove around all night. And I, that's what I did. I just called people while I was driving around to deliver food and stuff like that. I remember that, actually. I think that's, yeah, some of our first conversations, I was like, why is Josh Lippman calling me? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, hello. And you're like, hi, I'll just call you, say hi. And I was like, oh, he just has a lot of energy. He just wants to talk. <laughs> Same old Josh. I have three questions. Well, then more, more uh, I don't know, the past few years, if somebody was calling me, I was like, oh, like, who's somebody died like what like what's going on uh and that never happened but i always felt like okay like what's going on cause anxiety yeah yeah because i just assumed like something bad was happening 
So I, I have a question for you then. Would you say that, so, so you, basically from this experience, because all this stuff kind of hit you at once, you were hit with basically a first depression and then a whole lot of anxiety. Would you say almost like clinical anxiety? I mean, I don't know what that means, but I guess so. I don't know what clinical I guess I'd say is. clinical, like, I, I guess I'm just trying to differentiate between some people who like to throw around the word, I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling some anxiety, but it sounds to me like it was a very serious anxiety. Yeah, and I, I don't know if this stopped after I stopped being depressed or if this kept going for a long time. It probably kept going for a long time. Like everyone I would talk to who was older and I was like, you know, maybe being friends with sort of like, I would feel like, ah, what's the point to being friends with them? Like they're going to die before me. They're like X years older. Oh, uh, I wouldn't say that to them, but I was like always thinking That's that. That's what you like, felt. I kept but you like, never thought that stuff before. That was never like, you didn't see the, yeah, like the world through really, the lens of death until that's yeah, what it never, seems like. It's like, yeah. it just tainted every, not tainted, but it like affected everything. Suddenly everyone you looked at was someone who was going oh, to die. Oh, that person's going to die. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like, I felt like I didn't have, I don't know, like a, like a network of like friends and things like that. And so whenever I was like, uh, talking to people and sort of becoming close with them. I was like, oh, okay, like, what's the point of like having this friendship because they're older than me and they're going to be gone. Especially cause like I started going to synagogue a lot and like, I'm like the youngest person there by like 30 years, <laughs> give or take a few years maybe. And I'm like, what, like, what am I, what's the point of being here? Like I, all these people are going to be gone. Like uh, you saw a lack of permanence all around you basically you saw what's the point if it's all going to go away <laughs> yeah I've gone through a lot of different like I don't know phases is the right word but like when you said permanence it reminded me there was like maybe this will come back at some point and I'll get really anxious about it again but a time where like I was like oh my god like nothing's permanent like how and I was like reading Buddhism books and like they're just like oh nothing matters like everything comes and goes and I was like I this isn't helping me <laughs> it's weird because that can be either like anxiety inducing like nothing matters or it can be anxiety relieving in some ways right because it's yeah like, that's what's interesting. it doesn't matter yeah. so I can just do whatever because it's not in the end you know yeah that seems to be what causes other people what, what relieves other people of anxiety seems to be what causes you anxiety. I mean some I would I would say it's like a lot of people want the certainty because that relieves anxiety, the certainty of knowing what's going to happen or that there's some permanence or there's, yeah. Whereas for others, is it because you like, had, is it because you had this general belief? I'm sorry. Just up. Uh, is it because you had this general belief beforehand that everything was just permanent? Like they'd all be there forever. Or is it just a feeling? Oh yeah. That you had. That's a good question. Um, yeah. I think I just felt like it would just be there forever or like things that, weren't I sort of just like rationalized like ah that didn't really matter like I mean a lot of this will probably sound kind of messed up but like I had one of my like my grandmother on my dad's side passed away like many years before my dad and uh, my grandfather on my mom's side passed away like within a year of that as well mm -hmm. and both of those I was like ah like they're you know I didn't really spend much time with them like whatever it doesn't really matter that much like it sort of was like I don't I don't really need to worry about this because they are old and whatever and like my our dog died and I think I was also like 
ah, you know, whatever, it's a dog, like, I'm still fine. So I think I avoided a lot of those bigger long-term thoughts about myself, at least. Did you ever have those moments before your father passed away? Or was it mainly after? Uh, it was mainly after. Like, I had, yeah. I was worried about myself, mostly. Like, mm. I was like, oh, I better like be really healthy so I don't, like, get cancer or something like that. Uh, but I wasn't really worried about anyone else. Is it? It uh, sounds like it was like a light, like a like a light switch just yeah. kind of like went off in you, and suddenly it's like, oh, hello, death. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my friend. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Doctor doesn't help. Um, it's what it feels like, and actually, just interacting with you from at least from my perspective, when I started, you know, really talking to you again, especially at this level. It, it seemed like this switch had gone off in you. I remember thinking, this is a totally new, this is like Pierce 2.0. Like there's all these, la- there's almost too many new layers. <laughs> there's uh, so many layers that have just been added and all happened at once. And stuff that would happen for like other people, maybe gradually over the course of their lives or many years, all seem to have like, the switch went off and, and all of these things kind of hit you at once. Is that how it kind of felt? Yeah, I mean, I I remember, I don't know how long I thought this for, but I kept thinking like, you know, if I could just go back, like, I would be happy, like, just go back to ignorance, like, I, I was totally fine, like, I was happy there. Uh, and then I kept thinking, like, yeah, but that's not, I can't do that. Not that I, like, have the choice, and I'm not going to do it, but like, that there is no choice, like, that's not an option. I was like, well, I guess I got to learn how to, like, live now. That's really like really interesting because you know for, again from my perspective, okay. So from my perspective, there was a lot of positives, right? Again, you can tell me how you felt it, but I remember thinking like, wow, Pierce is getting into all these, you know, we were having these like great deep discussions, and you know, you'll probably get into this in a bit, but you were trying out all these new things, <laughs> you know, yeah, like you're like, hey, I'm painting today. Oh, today I'm dancing. Today I'm, uh, you know, we started really diving into really, I guess, important subject matter and getting past the surface. And I thought that at least was a very good thing, but it sounds like on the other side of it is that came with all this anxiety, you know, that's not, not so good. Yeah, well, I think of it like, like on one hand at the time, I was like, oh, like, couldn't I just stay like being ignorant? Like that was nice, that felt pretty good. But it was, seemed like probably something that would just happen inevitably, like can't really stay there forever. Like, I know you mentioned, like, earlier that maybe there are some people, some people who do just, like, somehow live their whole life without actually having that change or whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if that's, maybe it's possible. It feels pretty hard to do that. And you probably Mm -hmm. end up in, like, a pretty crappy place. Because, like, if I just kept doing that, I probably would have not talked to anybody, like, just keep to myself and just end up, like, uh, I mean, that's what I was afraid of. I was like, well, if I don't make friends or do anything, like everybody around me is just going to be gone someday and then I'll have like nothing left. Like that, that's what I was afraid of. Mm. Yeah. So even like, even though it is, it is a negative, like it was, it's a negative feeling obviously to have gone through all of that. But do you think in a way it has improved your life to be, I know you say it would be nice to go back to that ignorance, but would it like, would it? would it be nice not to have like 
the depth of friendships and I mean it's fine either way I'm just curious like I mean like I don't feel like it was sustainable anyway but I don't know I it is sort of like I do find this nice feeling from it because like if you have this feeling of like anxiety all the time or like depression even and you're like I know that this is like the sort of like right thing to do you're like but this kind of sucks like feeling this way so if I have to give up like you know having like true good friendships and I could feel pretty good then that seems appealing in a way right so you'd rather feel like decent than to feel like good but also super bad no, but it's because it's like, it comes with all these things. For you, it came with all this anxiety. That's the that's the kind of scary part, right? Like some people, this happens and they mm-hmm. there's this like awakening, maybe let's say, and they start to see, you know, but it doesn't come with this like terrorizing depression or anxiety, right? And that's so to you, it's those two are linked, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's work. Like it takes effort to like do all this stuff. Right, right. And hopefully, but what are the, some of the things, like I've noticed from you, that you started looking into, okay, what is, one of the things we've talked about in the past was uh, purpose. You started uh, looking, were you searching for purpose or whether you even needed a purpose or things like that? Yeah, so I've done, uh, one of the first things I did that I felt like eased my thoughts a bit, at least about death, and I don't really think about it at all now, is uh, I, I studied this book with somebody from the Jewish community here, And it's like a, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a Jewish philosophy book about it's, it tries to explain like, how can we exist with God? If God is universe, like how can we be separate if, if if God is everywhere or something like that? And I don't know, it's hard to explain, but anyway, it's called, it's called the Tanya. It was really hard to understand, but like I got something good out of it. I felt like, like it, it's some of it aligned with like things I already thought and I was like yeah that kind of makes it wasn't like oh now like this is I I, like totally like trust this and this is the truth and like now I can rest easy because I know everything's taken care of like it wasn't like that but it was like oh here's something that kind of makes sense to me okay I feel like I've done enough like searching for this like I feel satisfied I don't need to think about this anymore or at least for now so that that took like like we would study for half an hour every week for, I'm still doing it with him, but we study other stuff now. Did it ease you at all to like, just the idea that other people are confronted with this, like, like even if they're, that you don't have the answers uh, necessarily, you understand that other people are searching and you're all kind of searching together. Does it ease you knowing that you're not alone in this, this uh, concern? I know that's like a common thing, but it didn't. And I, I would always like create, I don't know if this, it's probably not true, but I would always come up with reasons like, yeah, but like they're, they have a different situation and it's not so bad for them or like, it's not the same as me. Uh, so I never really felt like, oh yeah, we're all, we're all like going through the same thing, even though we probably are, but I never really felt. Everyone like, is unique. Everyone's unique, you know, different. different yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like friends. you could, you could feel like, connection like with people and be like oh we're all going through the same thing we're all in it together uh i didn't really feel that mm-hmm. but i can imagine that people do feel that so you felt pretty you felt kind of alone in that in your in your thoughts there 
Yeah, I mean, I knew that, like, because, like, I was Googling stuff, like, searching for information, because I was like, well, obviously, people have dealt with this, so there must be, like, information about this. So it wasn't like I thought, oh, I'm the only one who has experienced this, but I guess I just never felt, like, solace in other people experiencing the same thing. Like, it didn't comfort me knowing that. Yeah. Uh, You know, it was interesting you were talking about this, like, you you know how you feel sometimes, like, oh, this is kind of messed up that I... I thought this, or I thought that. I think we all kind of have uh, things where we feel like it's messed up, but it's probably a lot more natural than we think. You know, we get, when we, we're confronted with these, you know, when we're confronted with death, we all respond. I think it's just, it's not even just un- unique in how we respond to death, but to death, at, uh, responding to death at a certain time in our lives or to a specific person or whether it's a dog or, you know what I mean? Or how, uh, how close we were or not. I remember for me, for example, after you know, my mom's passing, I remember the day after I thought to myself, I, I called it my day of thinking. It was just like an entire day that went, I feel like was lost to me just figuring everything out in my head. I was just like the whole day I was trying to, and my, my, the way my brain worked is I just wanted to get ahead, ahead of everything. So I remember thinking, I need to, uh, okay, what's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen the next day? How am I going to respond to people when they ask me this? What am I going to, you know, I started to try to like, like a chess game or something, like map it all out, which you can't do. But that was like comforting to me and trying to like having a mental plan to deal with it. But I remember even to this day, like I will, I remember like standing in the shower, it's going to sound like I'm messed up, but like standing in the shower and just like imagining the people I love and know, you know, imagining what happens if they die. And then everything I would do and how I would respond and, you know, what I would do in those situations, in a sense, like I wanted to be ready for it, if it, if it were to happen. And yet I knew, (laughs) I kind of knew internally as well, like you can't, you can't be ready for it. No matter how hard you try to be ready for it, you know, I remember, you know, my, I think I mentioned before, my dad had like, he's got uh, cancer. So to this day, he's still, he's still battling cancer. And so, of course, like all the time I'm thinking about when's that day going to come? You know, what am I going to do? Thinking I, I could get ahead of it. And then I remember like uh, a friend from back at home uh, calling me one day and telling me, hey, I've, uh, I've got some news and it's not, it's not good news. Um, are you sitting down? And immediately I like started to have a panic attack. I'm like, Oh, he's going to tell me my dad's dead. That's what he's going to tell me. And I like my heart, like it almost like was like going to pop out of my chest. I remember this. And then he actually told me, um, it was, this is where he told me a friend of ours, a friend of mine actually had died, which is still horrible. This is a whole, it's a whole other thing, but basically uh, we won't get into that right now. And that was, that was also really bad, but I just remember thinking, wow, all of this preparation I had in my mind didn't do anything, uh, for me. I immediately, you know, I, I could, I, there's nothing I could do. So I like, but yet I still do that. My, my, my brain wants to have this mental plan uh, in any given situation. I don't know if you know, like you can relate to that at all, but that's, I kind of go the other direction. Instead of not wanting to think about it, I think about it too much. I kind of, for well, I don't know if I'd say forgot, but it wasn't on top of mind until you started explaining it. And you were like, 
when you were leading into explaining that you're like, yeah, this was like kind of messed up. I was thinking about this and these people dying and like how I could prepare for it. And I was like, Oh, I did, I did that like all the time. I was <laughs> like, all right, I, what, how, how can I make it okay that if I come to that situation that like my life is still okay. And I would be like, well, I'll like be in this place at that time and it'll be okay. Cause I'll have like, I just try to, I was like, I need to be, I need to know that I'll be okay when that happens. And then eventually I was like, well, I think it was just something that I, I don't know, like probably just got tired of. Like it just, like it never got me anywhere. And I think eventually it just kind of somewhere inside me, I guess I realized like, I don't, this is useless and I just stopped doing it. So I don't know. I don't really do that now or I haven't in a while, but I did do yeah, that probably a lot. Not always a good thing. Can I, say, <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah, it's, interesting i don't know i didn't think i'd have anything to say on this but actually i've been doing that all the time but i don't have any good reason to other than that's just the way i am like i will think about i don't know if i don't see someone that often every time i see them or i say goodbye to them i think this maybe this is the last time i'll see them and i also like imagine each like important person in my life dying and what like how i would feel it's like rehearsing. It doesn't make sense. It's not useful, but it's like, I, I mean, I think I've always kind of, I don't know about always, but for as long as I can remember, that has been a normal thing. I mean, to be fair, my parents would also make jokes if I was at, or they didn't make it as a joke, but they would say like, I mean, if I ever was rude to my mom, she'd be like, someday you're going to miss me. And I'd be like, huh. maybe, yeah. like, as in, yeah, I'm going to die thing. and you're going to miss me, yeah. which is a very Jewish joke to make. Well, but I think I always had, like, the idea of, I mean, it doesn't help, though. It never helps. It doesn't matter when something happens. You're not like, oh, good, I can go through all that stuff I rehearsed. It's like. <laughs> I, it you know, it's happen. a famous, like, Jewish kind of, it's like, I feel like it's, like, built into our people, you know, with, like, the Holocaust and everything. Yeah. Mortality is, is the idea of mortality is really baked into our, I feel like our like consciousness or collective consciousness. You know, the idea that, you know, our people, wherever they went, were, were persecuted and killed and genocided and, and, you know, all that stuff. And we're always being taught about how that happened. And I feel like yeah. it's in a sense, you know, whether it's personally happening or not, there's a little bit of that going on. You know, we're always, I th but on the other hand, I find like a positive side to thinking about mortality in that way is that you, at least, I would hope you would treasure what you have a lot more. You know, you wouldn't, I, I, don't, I have a fear of wasting a day. I can't stand the idea of wasting my day in some way, whatever that might be, but what is considered wasting your day, right? But it, it's all per perception, right? But the idea that you say like, you know, this might be the last time that I see this friend, like, oh my God, you know, when you think about that, that's why to me, you know, I prioritize, you know, friendships so much like that, you know, you never know when it'll be the last time you see someone. So you really need to, you know what I mean? Every, every one of these moments matters so much more once you it's understand funny that, once you have that sense of mortality. It's funny though, because you have a lot of friends and I, I really specifically, I'm like, do I want to spend my time? I, I understand completely the idea of not wasting time. And I've always had that, like anytime I'm doing anything, I'm like, is this a waste of time or not? Like even I played video games for a bit and I was like, I'm wasting my life. I can't do this. So uh, I mean, and I mean, it's fun, but it's also depends. It depends what, but uh, oh, you're saying like, you always want to talk to your friends. I have a lot of people where I'm like, I'm going to die soon. I don't need to 
maybe I don't want to be using my energy on these people when I can be talking to these people, you know? So that's well, either way, it leads to curated figuring out what your but priorities yes, are. Sorry. Now. Yeah, it's true. It does, it has guided priorities. So one way or another, I mean, look at the, yeah. the alternative of it, having a lot of friends and spending time with everybody on that, you know, that's great. But the more you, there's kind of that fear, the more you attach yourself to, the more you have to lose. I mean, it's going to you know? suck. There's nothing that's going to stop all any of that from from sucking. It's just, it's gonna. I mean, Anyways. none of us have, have figured it out, I guess I would say, you know, as you're talking about Nobody this, in the like, world. Yeah. I'm thinking like, do I have any of these answers? And I don't. Yeah, I was I thinking that too. I was like, can we help? Me, you know? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I feel like we can help. The only way I can help is like this, like talking to each other, being here, you know? You know, us all questioning it together. Yeah, I I'm so... Like I don't think I, I, maybe you don't perfectly live this, but the way you describe like Josh, that you, you're like, oh, I only have so much time. So I'm going to use it like on whatever, like I feel really passionate about or something. Mm -hmm. I'm still like, not at that point. Like, I'm still like, okay, like kind of like want to get through today and like, of course the like idea of like, oh, I only have so much time and I want to use it wisely. I'm like, I don't really want to think about that. I only have so much time right now. So, uh, but I well, kind of want to in a way, like I want to- No, but it sounds to me like it's like telling, to me, it's like telling somebody that to somebody who's like, if, if they're ill in the hospital with something and you're like, hey, you can't waste any single day. And it's like, I just need to get better right yeah. now. You know, I need to, I'm not saying you're like this, ill person yeah, in the hospital yeah. but there's a sense of like you need to focus on on one or two things right now and maybe on it sounds like that's where you're at a little bit mentally and telling you like hey like don't waste your day is really would be really insensitive no it's not that i i want to like i i think it's good to i'm not to say this you recognize that you have a limited time mm -hmm. but you don't obsess over it yeah 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 no i think that makes total sense yeah for sure but yeah i'm not I'm not there. It seems like, well, it sound, the way you describe it, it sounds like you are there. Like you're. Well, I don't know about it. Again, for me, I'm, I, I have a certain, I know my, I feel like I know what I want to do in life. You know, I know what my passions are. I want to make movies and I, I want to make friends and I, uh, <laughs> you know, I want, I want to, I want to create these stories and, and get them out there. And I have so many stories and how am I going to get all these stories made before I die? You know, and then on a more somber note, I want my dad to see this stuff happen, you know, and that it's not just my time. I feel like my dad could be running out of time, you know, to see that happen. And, and, you know, my mentors and things like that. And that stuff, that sense of mortality, not just my own, but the people around me and my driving purpose, you know, that's what, that's what pushes me uh, forward to feel like I don't want to waste. I don't want to waste time. And to be honest, I get into, I fall into depression a little bit when I, feel like I'm not being productive because of that, because I put so much weight on that for better or worse, right? Yeah, that kind of pressure isn't necessarily helpful all the time. So you think that the pressure is not helpful sometimes, and I agree. It is definitely not helpful at times. Other times when I need to get things done, it's very helpful, right? That's exactly like what I, Pierce said. If you, you know, can get to a point where you're aware of it, but you're not obsessing over it, that's perfect. Because then you're like, I know that I have these things to do, but and every day counts, but... I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. So here's if, if you're sharing, where are you right now in this journey? Do you feel like I 
think like what you're talking about is my goal, I guess, in the sense that you can move forward. Sorry, let without... me rephrase then. Yeah, let me rephrase. So where are you where are you in this journey of like I guess I'm I'm looking at it as a, a journey that kind of started for you after your, your father passing, right? And something happened, that switch turned on, right? And it sounds to me as you're explaining all this that you kind of you've been going through these, you know, you've been dealing with all these questions, you know, searching for certain answers, dealing with depression at times, anxiety at times. Uh, I'm just wondering, it, it, of course, when we say journey, it's not like, you know, you're going to where you're going to get it a certain, uh, in a, at a certain time. But just like, what are you dealing with maybe right now? Um, where, like, how do you feel lately, I guess? I mean, so maybe this is like totally normal for people going through stuff like this, but I kind of have like, let's say like a normal level. And then sometimes I go through like a downturn, I guess, whatever you want to call it, a crash, I guess. It's usually like I get stuck on some idea or like obsessed with something like, oh my God, if I, if I don't do this thing soon, like I'm not gonna have any friends or like I, I need to get working on this uh, like moving somewhere if I'm going to like move to another city or things like that. So I think like a few weeks ago I had one and I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like everything is, nothing is good and it can never be good. And so I've kind of like, every time I have an experience like that, I try to find some like, not an answer, but like some direction. So mm. I have a new direction, I guess. So lately it's been like the best way I could describe it is what you're talking about with um, valuing the time that you have. Mm -hmm. It's basically what I, the advice that I said, but I'm not able to do, which is like, you're aware of it, but you're not obsessed about it. Right. I'm so generally like, yeah, like I'm generally either like not thinking about it at all or I'm obsessed about it. I'm trying to get that balance, but it's mm -hmm. difficult. It's also very, all this stuff is very weird because it's, you're sort of like trying to teach yourself to think differently. Yeah. So you're, you're it's affecting like, your brain wiring, right? Like your yeah. brain was wired a certain way for so much of your life. Yeah. It's almost like you're trying to brainwash yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and you, that gets harder to do as you get older, right? Because our brain kind of like, <laughs> We're like well, Plato when you're younger and then it, yeah. it just gets more cemented and it gets much harder to change our brain. I'm a neuroscience major, so I, this is like but I, everything I studied. When you're younger, though, you wouldn't think to like do this, though. Like maybe somebody else would mm. influence you that way, but doing it to yourself is, I don't know. I never thought. Well, you might, you might, you might, if you might, if sometimes if you get hit with these experiences, yeah, I guess, when maybe. you're younger, right? But you might is the key. Have you found like a thing Pierce, that that you find as like a good I don't want to say purpose but something that kind of adds value in a way like I mean Pierce or um Josh was talking about filmmaking have you kind of started thinking about that not that that has to be the thing but sometimes that's I think that's a lot of people's go-tos right so um I wonder if you if you have thought about anything outlet. like that a creative outlet or some I don't know like I have I have meaningful. yeah maybe outlets and stuff but they're not like yeah my life's purpose hmm. uh, so I don't really feel like I have a purpose right now I mean not that I'm like and that's okay no that's I mean that's not I think that's 
that's the the first step to finding one is to yeah. be like I don't <laughs> well, have one right now. <laughs> can I say something? I kind of find it. I think I might have said this to you before, but I find I find it amazing to me. Like you're kind of this, you know. As we're getting older, and you do find your purpose and all that. That's okay. That's great. Uh, you know exactly what you you want to do, and you don't want to waste your time. You know, I'm saying you, but the hypothetical you, basically me. But there's something to be said about having such an open mind and being kind of this blank slate in a way where you're just like open to finding that purpose or yeah. finding what it is or finding your direction. Like I've been, in talking to you, you've been telling me about how you've just basically been exploring. Like, yeah, today I tried painting. Today I tried dancing. <laughs> I remember, again, if I'm trying to remember the Pierce of high school and elementary school telling me this. And I can't, it doesn't even, I, 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 I don't mean any offense by it. It's just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. A lot of metaphor in that. Anyway, that that kind of blank slate aspect to it is really special in a way too, because there's a part of me that's almost envious of that, where I'm like, wow, he's so, the world is his oyster right now. Like he could go anywhere. He could do anything. Like he's so, his limitless yeah. direction, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know that's it. the way. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds nice and maybe it would be for you, but for me, like it was always, I always really liked routines and like things mm. being kind of stable. So like doing all these things has been like, it's not like it's bad all the time or anything. And like, I might be like, Oh, you know, I really like this thing. And I never would have thought about trying it before, but it's not necessary. Like, it's not all like fun. You feel me. pushed when you don't want to be pushed basically. Well, I'm the only, I'm pushing myself because like there's nobody, nobody's forcing me to do anything. I could just like sit here all day and do nothing, and nobody's gonna stop me. But I would then mm -hmm. be like, well, if I don't do anything, then nothing's gonna change. So right. um, yeah, so well, I admire uh, you for that a lot, Pierce. For, like two, for, and then it's even it's, the fact that it's harder for you in that way, you know, that you're pushing yourself despite the fact that you don't want to be, but you feel like you need to. That takes a lot of. I guess it takes a lot of courage, first of all, but it takes a lot of just it takes a lot of effort to do that. And uh, uh, self will, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, willpower. Yeah, sure. I guess the first, like for me, at least big thing I did was like start joining like sport leagues. So mm -hmm. cool. I started playing different sports, like stuff I'd never I played volleyball for the first time a couple of years ago. Huh. And I was like, I don't know, like, I guess I'll join just so I can like socialize I've never played this. I don't know. I don't want to get injured. Like I only play tennis and like, I feel like pretty safe. Like I'm, it's not, there's no contact or anything. Like not that volleyball is like serious contact or anything, but anyway, intense volleyball. I played it for like the season. I was like, this is like really fun. Like I really like this. Is COVID what got in the way of that? Kind of. In February, I went to Montreal, uh, which also, I'm not going to explain this too much, but I got kind of scared of flying at one point. And then like, I didn't want to fly anymore. I still I remember you telling I, me you didn't ever want to fly. Yeah. I was you like, I don't want I hate this. Like this is horrible, but like I lived in Calgary. So I had to keep flying to, if I wanted to visit anyway, I hadn't flown since I had moved back. I was like, oh, I'm going to fly to Montreal. Like, uh, oh no, maybe I'm going to have a panic attack, but actually it was fine. I mean, I still don't like Things flying. Are a change That's a positive uh, change. Yeah. So Anyway, while I went there, I saw my cousin who's living there at university there at the time. Davida? Davida. So anyway, she she told me she was going to meet me for dinner. And she's like, yeah, but like, 
you know, I, I can't meet you till later because I'm doing this like dance class. And I was like, oh, like, can I come? She's <laughs> like, I, I guess, like, why not? And I was like, okay, uh, I've never done this before. And she's like, oh no, it's totally fine. Like came to Wait, this just class. Just a second, Aya, are you listening to this? This is the Pierce that we knew. I'm, yeah, no, I'm- You're just blowing I'm your mind. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to reconcile the Pierce that I know. <laughs> with um, the one that said the one that didn't want to like hang when we were in high school didn't want to go eat and anywhere else but where we were eating or see anybody else is like can i come to your dance yeah. what, was, what kind of dance was this uh i think it was called afro fusion afro afro fusion i think Whoa. that's what it was called <laughs> i still not wow. really sure what i did but uh <laughs> i saw a video i saw a video i have a video yeah a video there's still a video what? i oh, did pretty awesome. good i thought it was pretty good in the video was that was good. recorded was pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I just like you're like, I'm still not sure exactly what I did. But yeah, that's like I <laughs> I thought like I don't know. Maybe some of them are like this, but I thought they were more just like, I don't even know, like some kind of fun, like just dance around, whatever. Like, but this was like, okay, we're gonna like teach you this like dance routine and you're gonna learn it in this hour class. And at the end of the class, like we're gonna do it. So they would be like, okay, here's like one, two, three, four steps, like do these things. And then we'd repeat it and practice it. And uh, it was like, well, one, it was like, my chest was like on fire. Like it was, was sweating like crazy. But I was basically just like, I'm, as long as it's not dangerous, like I will try to do other things and just see if it does something to my brain, basically. Uh, so I did that and then I was like visiting family there and there happened to be like I don't remember like a friend of theirs is like a dance instructor maybe she's like oh well if you're interested like you should try what did I do not tango not oh, like salsa uh, salsa yeah salsa oh salsa I used to go salsa dancing yeah she's like well you should do salsa like it's really easy like that's the easiest one and I was like oh, okay <laughs> like I'll do like salsa class and like this was like right before COVID so it got canceled at some point but I did it for a few weeks and I was like this is like really hard for me <laughs> like I was like this I was is not gonna easy say, at all. none of the also it's not any, easy I don't think there, I yeah it's use not that easy it might be the easiest ball like of those it might seem like the easiest but I, I still don't consider and it. I, not that felt I like, I'm not an expert but yeah I felt like super uncomfortable because I'm like some people were there with their partner to dance with like they brought their wife or girlfriend or boyfriend whatever and I was just and other of us were there with just by yourself. And I was like, I don't, I don't feel confident in what I'm doing. And like, when you're leading, you have to like give certain signals to like do certain moves. And I'm just like, I can't keep this all in my head. Like, like slow down. Like, and I'd feel bad. Like if I wasn't doing the right thing. And then sometimes I was like, I'm doing the right thing. And they're screwing it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and one time I was there where there was somebody who I think was like at a higher level and she was dancing with me and I was like, I like really don't know what I'm doing. Like, she's like, you need to lead. And I'm like, I don't know how to, like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I still did it, but it was like, it was very uncomfortable. And good for you awesome. for pushing through that. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause that's, that stuff's hard. And like, I feel like dance is hard enough, but then to have someone else's like having to coordinate with someone else as well is a whole other pressure so like good yeah, for I you start, for doing that yeah before actually they at least in this class before they got you with a partner everyone was just on their own and they're like teaching you some basic steps and i was like oh I like i i can do this like i'm learning like i get it and then once the partner stuff started i was like this is like, yeah I, I don't know what's happening anymore 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, I did that. That was right before COVID. And then COVID was just like, when COVID started, I was partially like really freaked out. I was like, I'm going to be by myself. Like, uh, this is not good. Like I was trying to like get out as much as I could to be with other people. And I was like, if I'm stuck by myself, like I'm, I'm going to die. Like, this is terrible. Like not like I'm actually going to die, but like I, it was yeah. really worrying me. This is like a 180 from where you used to be. It used to be, I don't want to go out with yeah. anybody. That's going like, to kill me. And now it's like, oh my God, I can't just stay at home by myself. That's going to kill me. Yeah. So not neither way is really great. Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that neat. <laughs> I also had the thought, maybe after I calmed down a little bit, it's like, maybe this will be like really good. Like, I will use this time to like evolve and I'll like, after this is over, I'll be like totally in control and like, I'm, everything's going to be good. And then like months went by and I'm like, this is like, it's still really hard, but like, I still feel like it's been pretty, I don't know what would have happened if I wasn't in COVID, but I feel like it's been a good experience in some ways just to like learn how to be alone again, I guess. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, this has been a, I mean, that's a whole other thing, but the COVID experiences, we're all kind of learning that in a sense, right? <laughs> learning how to be alone, either just in a, in a, in a way that we're not used to anymore, right? Yeah, so um, that's why I, like, for example, started painting, because I was like, I, I feel kind of like, I don't know how to explain this feeling, but the best way I can describe it is if you have ever sat around, like, watch TV all day, and you just get this kind of feeling like I just like did nothing like I this doesn't feel good. I call that wasting your. Day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, for like, me, I'm a movie maker, so watching TV is actually education. Okay, but... <laughs> Josh, come on. I, I can justify. It's actually a study in. Uh... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need Analyzing to watch the characters. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I I had that feeling, and I was like, Ugh, like I don't feel good. And then I I think I called Josh one week, and he's like, Well, you got to you need to do something creative. And I was like, oh, creative, like maybe I'll write or maybe I'll paint. And uh, I still have on my sort of backlog, I guess, to like try writing at some point. I don't know what I would even write, but painting was way easier in a way because you like literally don't have to think. Like yeah. with writing, I at least I have to like form words. Like I can't just mash on the <laughs> keyboard and be like, oh yeah, that's a good, I, there's some letters there. I mean, painting is, is relaxing in a way too. Oh yeah, I just that's what I do. I don't that's know. How you, that's how you else. did your PhD. That's how you. I just close my eyes right? and I just <laughs> I actually just throw my pen at the at the keyboard and hope that it hits enough letters. And sometimes I just let the cat walk across the keyboard back and forth. And that's how she and became like, Doctor Ishai. Those are words. Yeah. That is. My cat wrote half my thesis. Yeah. I kept asking her to. In all seriousness, I would I would sit there and I'd be like, Oh my god, can you please write this for me? I I hate this so much. But yeah, no, writing can be fun, but it can also be terrible. Don't write a thesis. Just write something you like. But no, painting is really relaxing. I find I like once you get into it. I love doing it. I'm not any good, but I don't care. It's nice. It's just you go into your own little world listen to music it's subjective there's no such thing as not it's, being good when it comes to painting there i mean i'm not out there skilled that are at a square it in a circle and okay you know right right no i mean i'm i'm not skilled or particularly creative but i i love like once i'm doing it it's it's fun so i don't know i found it funny actually how many compliments i've gotten from painting and i'm like are they do they see like what i did or like <laughs> 
Or I really <laughs> like what you paint. You painted me that painting for my birthday. I loved it, Pierce. Like, is it? Does it look? Does it look? Uh, is it photorealistic? That, that no, was like, it's not supposed to be. <laughs> but I felt like that was more of a like emotional connection, if you know what I mean. It wasn't like, hey, I just painted this thing. It ha has no connection to you. Right. Look at it, and they're like, wow, like that's really great. And I'm like, hmm, are you just being nice to me, or like, do you really think it's great? Am I? And then I'm like, am I actually like a? Uh, like painting savant like have i missed out this whole time <laughs> it's been just wasting away there yeah you could have been yeah you're so a, I, pierce you're a painting savant you might be i don't know i haven't seen yeah, anything right i see there. some stuff behind you oh actually here's what i can yeah. oh wow i like the the one on the left i've been looking at or it's on my left i've been looking at the whole time with the um it's like the red flowers sort of yeah, the red yeah. plant yeah i like the two, that one the two plants Nobody can see this listening, but I drew two plants and they're both like actual. Oh, right, yeah. That's another thing, actually. I, one, I never in my life have put anything on my walls anywhere I've lived. Like no pictures, no like art, like nothing. Huh. And I was like, th this past couple of years have been like, I guess I like should have something. And since I started painting, I was like, oh, like I'll, I'll like put this on my wall. Like I'll have my stuff on Amazing. the wall. Yeah. And it's way cheaper. And I, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, so, I think I've noticed every painting you've done has been getting like I I, I like the from the very first one you did was good but like they're getting better each each one that you're doing is I like think getting, that, getting more and more detailed that pink that's my favorite that yeah that's one I like yeah that was my first one that was oh yeah oh that's weird I like that one I mean I I couldn't I mean technically I like I do really like it I looked is up a video how to, yeah it's watercolor I stopped Pierce, doing when are, you Pierce, when are you gonna start a YouTube channel painting with Pierce? And... I, I really wanted to like I wanted to do all that stuff years ago, but then I was like, uh, nobody's watching. Like No, you gotta do you it. You don't do it for you gotta do you it for you it. and then I was like, I really wanted like this was years ago, but I was like, oh, I wanna be like famous and like have all these followers and, and I was like, ah, that's that's not gonna happen. Like, what's the point? I mean, don't do it to be famous. Do, do it because you like it. I mean, we're doing this because we like it and people have listened. I mean, we're not famous, but people have listened, which is weird. But it's, yeah, it's it, true. I people mean, people are actually listening to this podcast. Kids. People are listening right now. But don't, we shouldn't tell our guests. For me, that's yeah, very anxiety. Now, yeah, that's, that's very anxiety I might be every listening time I, to myself. You might be listening. Oh, you will definitely. <laughs> yeah. I've listened definitely, to every episode so far. So. Uh, oh, here. What? And every episode, I'm like, oh, no, they're, I don't agree with what they're saying. Oh, yeah. Tell argue us. With them. You can argue with us now. I don't this remember offhand, chance. but. Oh, you got to write notes next time. We're going to bring you on to argue with us next time to talk about how you agree or disagree with our introversion, extroversion talk. Yeah. Um, the other thing was that I started, basically, somebody was telling me, like, you know, you should, even if you're not necessarily planning to be where you are forever, you should try and make it like your home mm -hmm. so like that's good they're like you should have like paintings and and so uh, another guy in the community here robert brewer he's got hundreds of plants at his house and um i was like oh i guess i can just ask him like he, he can help me with this 
And I came over one day, like pointing out all his plants. And he's like, which ones do you like? Like, I'll just give them to you. And I was like, oh, okay. So he gave me like uh, six or seven plants. Wow. And like that, that thing, both of these. Oh, the green one? Yeah. Both of those like that I painted were things that he gave me. Oh. Um, And he's also like very into art and stuff like that. But the plants I got from him. So both of those were things I like never thought I would do. And also felt like, I remember like, what's the point? Like, that's not going to change my life. Like, why, why am I doing this? And it's not like I got this plant to know like everything's great, but like most mornings I get up and like look at the plants and just feel kind of like, oh, cool. Like I have this thing that's growing. And then I go on with my day. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's so like, nice. I mean, those off, are the things. to a home. Yeah. And, I mean, those uh, are the little things that add up, right? You're saying like, it's not going to change your life. I mean, the one little, maybe it won't, but seeing that plant every day. Adds adding up. it all together too. You yeah. Know? Like if any, any one of these things, you, you're basically building a home and a life. Like you're building up, you know, what, uh, you know, because you're exploring so much and you're, you're putting that out all around you. All these things that you're exploring are becoming part of you, right? Yeah, well, this is part I, of you and your experience now. I don't know if you've, well, you probably, no offense, Josh, you probably think about this less, but uh, about like owning your own home. Oh yeah, house. much less. Uh, <laughs> I live, okay, I get to live in this old Victorian mansion and just pretend that I own it, so. Yeah, but what I was going to say is that I had this thought, like, I kind of want a home because I don't have enough window space here for my plants and I want to get more plants, but I don't have any space to put them. And that was like the only reason I was like, oh, I just, I need some more space. And I never thought about having space before. Cause I thought like, who cares? I have room for like my computer and like my bed, like what, I don't really need more space. I mean, I wouldn't mind, but I don't really need it. Yeah. And I love hearing your thought process. It's That's hilarious. Also, cause you know, windows are good for humans too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, seriously, I love, I was in a basement for a while and there was a difference when I, I, like when I was staying in the basement versus when I went up, um, like I was in my parents' place and they were like, like it's affecting your sleep. And it was actually not having sunlight in all the time. I know I joke like human need, humans need sunlight too, but it makes a big difference. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm glad that you have plants that kind of pushed you there. Yeah. The other big thing that I started doing, which will also probably sound weird, especially for you guys, because you, I'm guessing, read a lot of books. Uh, Actually, I don't. I I read a lot more. I don't. I need to read more books. Since I graduated high school, I didn't read any books, like, ever. And even in high school or, like, before that, I never read for pleasure. I was just like, this is, like, stupid. Like, why? I'm like, (laughs) I could watch a show and there's, like, audio and video. like I'm like taking away like this is uh and and when I would read I'd feel like really like I needed to be doing something else I'm like I'm only like looking like I'm not somehow it just never I never wanted to do it then like a couple years ago I went through like lots of self-help books like listening to them and then I bought some like physical books and like read those and then for my birthday last year my mom got me a kindle because she knew I had started reading. Nice. And I've just been like reading like every night pretty much since like, I don't know, like a year ago. I don't read like a lot, but like I read before bed every night now. That's wonderful. That's a lot. That makes me <laughs> so like, happy. Yeah. Before that, I would like never, it's like, for me, it's like, a, it's, I'm like, oh, I'm so efficient. Like this is going to help me fall asleep and I'm doing something. 
Yeah. So it's a good wind down. Reading in bed is the best yeah. time to read. Yeah. I do like 90% of my reading before I go to sleep. So I can relate. So I, I realized that we're, this feels like a journey. Like I've gone, <laughs> we've gone from listening to how you were, how we all were as children. Right. And it's kind of the point of this podcast, right. To see how we are now as adults. And I just want to say that I really value and appreciate being your friends, your adulthood friends. And uh, I don't know about you, Pierce, but I, to me, it's just been, that to me has been something that we're talking about mortality. That is one of the things that I, when I got hit with that self-awareness, I realized how significant friendships were. I, I always kind of wanted friends, we, you know, we all want friends, but I really moved that to the top of the list and realized that it's important to have, you know, if you're having experiences, it's important to have people to share them with. You know, whether you're introverted or extroverted or whether you have to go out or not to do it, just to have those, though, that support system in your life. And, uh, you know, again, I can't speak for you, but I just know when you reached out to start talking with me again, you know, after what you went through, it was just, I was really, really happy to reconnect with you and become friends all over again, you know, as adults and as we are today. Yeah, I mean, if anyone listening wants to be my friend, uh, applications are open. <laughs> are you, you accepting take, you applications, take applications right applications. now? Yeah. <laughs> my standards are what very are the, low, so. <laughs> what are the requirements? <laughs> Just that his standards are low. That's good. Yeah. But like, I'm glad that I, uh, you and Pierce now finally get to know each other as adults. And yeah. I don't know about you. Do you think this is a good way to uh, to do that? <laughs> it's our way. It's a way. <laughs> a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. probably super awkward, but I'm glad that we're all no, like it's... talking again. I mean, I already said that I wanted more friends, so yeah. <laughs> now we're friends. Yeah. Oh, we're now yeah. adulthood friends. We're officially adulthood friends. We're right? adulthood friends. Right. Yeah. I'll add one to my tally. Yeah, add one. Thank you so much uh, for coming on, Pierce. You were Thank our you, first guest ever. That's exciting stuff. And Hopefully first um, of many. <laughs> first of oh well, yeah we'll see i guess hopefully yeah. we'll see yeah our first and only uh, like guest. We, <laughs> no i we couldn't hope for a, a better first guest thank you yeah, so much, yeah. it was and i'm sorry i guess it was a tough tough topic and stuff to talk about but uh i know you definitely have some really valuable insights so thank yeah you. thank you for sharing with us yeah and this has been another episode of adulthood friends thanks for listening thank you and, and also uh, just, I guess, oh, I have to do this thing where I remind everybody. Well, you don't have to, but <laughs> no, I do, I, do you want me to do I it? I guess it. I can do it. No, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it with all that, you know, Josh energy that yeah, you, uh, you love energy. me for. Uh, yeah, well, if you guys could follow us on Facebook, we have a Facebook page. Um, and we also have uh, this podcast on what Apple, Google, Spotify, um, all the platforms really. So, you know, subscribe, uh, rate us on there if you can. And uh, yeah, it would be much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.